0: hello everyone welcome back to another episode of up from here so this is the fifth episode which is pretty exciting it's you know it's a small milestone but it's it's still a milestone so thank you to everyone who has been listening and supporting me thus far and i'm very sorry that the episodes have been a little bit inconsistent um I'm working on it. It's going to get better, I promise. It's just taking me a little bit to kind of figure out what works best for me. But today is a really special episode, not just because it's the fifth episode, but also today we have our very first special guest. And this is a pretty special, special guest, I will say. Um, He's known me for a pretty long time and very qualified to talk about today's topic. So I'm going to introduce you guys. To the one and only my dad, Todd Adler. Say hi to the world, Dad.
1: Hello everyone out there.
0: (laughs) That was perfect. Okay. So the title of today's episode, I unless I change it by the time I post it, but as of right now, I'm calling it being a financial baddie. So do you do you know what a baddie is, Dad? With like Um, in today's terminology.
1: Guess Based on the context, but maybe what do you, think you better. It? You better. What do you think it is? Someone who doesn't behave properly.
0: Okay, well, okay. So no, a baddie is like a good thing in this sense. A baddie is someone like. nor I mean it's not always. It can you can be a baddie and be like a guy, but mostly it's someone who like just has like all together. Like some like you oh. see someone on the street and you're just like
1: I've already learned something from your podcast
0: okay yeah you're welcome but yeah it's just someone who like has it all together who yeah, is okay. like really confident and doesn't need anyone else you know okay, like they're understand. just on top of it
1: yep Okay. Um, okay.
0: so you, today we're talking well, about how to be a financial sense. baddie okay. yeah financial. like maybe before you were married in like your small Christian conservative high school you'd be like oh she's a baddie you know maybe not but you were a nice young Ooh. boy, I'm sure. But anyway, so today I wanted to share with everyone some tips for being a financial baddie. Or the term we were kind of using was financial wellness. That's a little more I normal, that. I guess you could say. So, and the reason I wanted to have my dad on for this episode is because you are very... you. This is like your your professional life, but it's also something you're passionate about, like... Personally. So like obviously, you know, you've been in school for this. You've got what? Two degrees, undergrad, MBA, plus like some certifications.
1: Yep, yeah, my my CPA
0: What does that mean?
1: Certified public accountant.
0: Oh, very cool. That's I'm sure everyone is super excited about that. But anyway, but then also, like obviously this is something like that you're passionate about in just like your personal life yeah so like what what does that like mean to you yeah. like where, how did you kind of get started with like finance and yeah. why is it something you're passionate about I
1: still remember when I graduated 8th grade my dad gave me 8 shares of AT&T stock for and for some reason I just found that fascinating to like <laughs> that you could look up the price of the stock each day and it went up and down to me that was so exciting and that, I don't know. That's where it started, but
0: at t stock. Yeah,
1: but I love. Who wouldn't
0: be thrilled by that?
1: I, I do love though this whole the well being aspect of it, and because I, I love how you know it it is something that can really help people. That because there's a lot of jargon, I think that that kind of gets. I don't know, it gets people overwhelmed easily. It sounds complex, sounds complicated, but it really doesn't have to be that simple. That's kind of what I'm passionate about, just making it kind of accessible to the everyday person. Even if they don't want their whole career focused around finance, they can still kind of get enough of an understanding
0: Mm -hmm. of it. Well, yeah, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to keep it light and simple because I know finance is kind of boring sometimes. Um, But yeah, that's what you're here for. That's why you do my taxes and I don't do them because (laughs) it's boring. Okay, so I asked questions on my Instagram for this episode, like what you guys were wondering about financial wellness. And one of the big things, this is pretty obvious, like I expected this a lot. Um, One of the big things that people mentioned had to do with spending money. And again, I kind of expect this, a lot of people were wondering like, what are some ways to avoid spending money on unnecessary things? Um, you know, I mean, obviously, it's really nice to, like, be making money and when you have a job and stuff like that. But sometimes I feel like, personally, it can definitely be an issue with, like, just spending money, just because you have money, feeling like, well, I might as well spend it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess people are just wondering, like, what are some, like if you have any, like, practical tips for, like, how to kind of avoid spending money or, like, just ways to, like, yeah. be a little smarter with what you're buying, yeah. you I know think,
1: what I mean? I think everybody struggles to some degree with, like, impulse buying, you know, mm-hmm. so I think as much as possible as you can kind of delay or defer some of those decisions, if if it's something that, you know, you're thinking you really something you really want you know just give yourself a day or two to just see if hey does it does it still seem as exciting as it does today mm-hmm. after i give it a day or two and sometimes that you know sometimes it fades out sometimes it doesn't even but even just thinking just spending a little time to think through it you and i were kind of talking about this before i think where people you can also go to the over the other extreme And kind of overthink and feel guilty about every purchase you make. So I think, you know, there is a balance. I think if you've, it's good to put some level of thought into is this something I really want, I'm really gonna use, I'm really gonna need. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but not too much thought.
0: I feel like it kind of is like a self control thing, which is like hard. It's not something you can just like fix right away. True. But I know like personally, like the biggest issue for me is either like, When I go out with like my friend, like just anytime I'm like out with people and like they're all spending money, that's typically when I impulse buy or Mm -hmm. also online shopping is also a big thing for me. Like I'll go on Amazon for one thing and then I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I see this and this and this. Like, do you, are there like, have, do you experience that too? Like, is that, do you think they're like, if there's anything you can do when you're like around people to, I like what you said about like giving yourself time yeah that's for, a good one yeah
1: I mean for me like the Amazon definitely thing for sure I'll see stuff but I, what I will do a lot of times is I'll just throw stuff you know on a list or in a, on a cart and mm. just leave it there you know and come back to it and then it is funny how sometimes I'm like why did I ever what was I thinking when I put oh, yeah. that in there I do all the time um with fr- I don't maybe personally I don't have as much kind of the whole at this stage of my life like <laughs> going out with friends and you he know, needs more friends,
0: guys.
1: If you know anyone, yes. <laughs> help him um, out. Yeah. So the peer pressure. I mean, there's oh, definitely peer pressure. I mean, at every age, to you know, there's <laughs> status. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. More of it is it status or it's just just spending. We're just spending to have a good kind of yeah. a good time. And I
0: feel like I guess it's like. If it's, it has to do with, like, just going out, like like you said, having a good time, I feel like that's kind of worth it, because, like, mm-hmm. it's worth it to, like, have yeah. a good time with your friends, but, like, yeah. when it does become more of, like, a status thing, or even, like, a <laughs> jealousy thing, like, wanting, like, certain brands that your friends have and stuff like that, that, yeah. I feel like, can be a little more, like, toxic.
1: Yeah, and I, I've also heard, again, we, you can be friends with people that are at different economic levels, and sometimes the ones that are, you know, at those higher levels don't realize that not everyone is at, you know, the same level. So they may recommend a restaurant, like, let's go here. And for them, that may be well within their budget, but it may not fit into everyone else's budget, which is something also to be conscious of yourself if you're going out with others, not, you know, everyone's at, you know, different levels. I mean, hopefully people can, you have a good enough relationship. People can speak up if they, you know, if there's something that's just kind of a stretch for them and, mm-hmm. you know, they're not judged for that. I don't think most many people would if they're, they're good friends. right? But, um, so I think that's probably one thing. That's probably one thing is to speak up with your friends if they're kind of going down somewhere and it's kind of leading you outside of your, like yeah. a, va- a vacation or a... A restaurant or whatever, and it's, you know, a little bit... True, true.
0: Yeah, I feel like if they're real friends, like, they'll be willing... They just care Mm -hmm. about spending time with you, not, like, doing something any super elaborate. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So then, on, like, the flip side of that, I feel like this might be less common, or at least just, like, less talked about, but I feel like I've experienced things where, like, I'll have money, and... I'll just be like afraid to spend it even mm-hmm. on things that I need. Like obviously it's good to have like a degree of like being hesitant to buy things, but yeah. Like you were saying it, it even causes like guilt <laughs> which yep. it, like shouldn't.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, everyone probably falls somewhere on one side of the spectrum or the other. Especially it's funny like in, it seems like in almost every marriage or, y'all, or relationship, right? Someone always be... getting some marriage yeah. <laughs> wow, advice in here to... too. Someone's always on the, on the like more thriftier side, and the other you know, and it's good to know personally kind of where you are because you know that that's your natural tendency is going to fall one, one way or the other, and that you know you can probably push a little bit in the opposite direction. I think, I mean, I'm definitely the one. This comes no surprise to you, Miranda, that uh, <laughs> and somewhat on the sp- spend thrift side, a little tighter. Um with the money um and and some of it is it 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 is kind of there's some rooted in anxiety of just being worried like should I spend what if i don't have enough money? what happens I think a, and I think one of the tools that really can um kind of offset that is having a budget or a plan I know that 's ugly word, but having some type of spending plan or just some type of view of high level view of your finances and just knowing that. You know, if I spend, you know, as long as I'm staying within a certain level or a certain point, I'm, I'm doing okay. Because um, when you are kind of just bl- flying blind, so to speak, it is kind of a little nerve up, r- make you nervous. And I hope I have enough and I hope this isn't going to put me in a bad
0: mm-hmm.
1: place. So having having a picture of that, I think. Helps.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. I know. I feel like when I'm more like aware of my financial situation, it is definitely easier to like go about spending money um and this is just kind of a side note I know we didn't have an app of the week this week but um I was thinking that like the most impactful like financial app you can have would just be like having your bank app and just like knowing if you don't have that like download it right now um and then also there's this app called mint where you can like connect all of your accounts but anyway the point of these apps is just so you can see how much money you have you can see how much you're spending and that just makes it a lot easier to go about like planning your finances and it just makes it so much easier to like know how much you should be spending and know where you need to reduce your spending and all that kind of stuff so that's just a little a little helpful way because i like you said planning is a scary word but it doesn't have to be bad yeah
1: and i mean if you've if it's a purchase decision and you've at least thought through it to some amount of, some amount of time, I think you're, you're already, you know, halfway there. You know, you're already a step ahead because I think a lot of people make decisions, you know, without, with barely Mm. thinking at all. So I think not that. There you go. That makes you feel better. (laughs) Not that you can spend everything thought about, but at least, you know, at least you're, you're that.
0: Minimum of one Uh, second of thinking and it's worth, no, I was kidding. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. So I think we, we address like some big issues with spending. Another thing that I noticed was a pretty common theme is that a lot of people want to save money and they want to like, you know, dedicate part of like the money that they're making to uh, like a savings and saving up for like something in the future. Um, but it just seemed like people were kind of unclear, like how to get started with like mm-hmm. saving and mm-hmm. kind of knowing how much you should be saving
1: because
0: yep. you know, you don't yeah. want to get too extreme yep. like saving every single last penny you mm-hmm. have and not saving anything to spend but then you don't want to yep. go the other way around so yep. like, what do you have what yeah do you think about
1: that? it is important I remember something my dad also told me um, he said it's not just important how much you make what's important is how much uh, you keep And i thought that was really interesting too of how Mm -hmm. much it's you know it's one thing to increase your income but you can kind of get the same effect by holding on to more of your income instead of letting it all go out and i think probably one of the best things in terms of saving the best approaches is is, you know people have different terms for it some people call it pay yourself first Mm -hmm. but um I think that is the the, the best approach to just take the money you know, decide on decide on a savings amount and we can talk about maybe what a right amount is but once you decide on what the amount is take that out take that amount first and transfer it into a different account move mm-hmm. it move it out and have it do it automatically each month um, because some people will just say well I'm gonna just get through the end of the month and see how much I have left over and then that's up my savings but uh, that, that's kind of reacting to it. I think the better way is to take the uh, amount out first and say, okay, I'm going to live off of what I have left in here after I've pulled out mm-hmm. the savings and, yeah. and do it automatically. And then honestly, there's been some times where I've kind of done it and then time's gone by and I forgot that I've had it set up mm-hmm. and it just is continually automatically nice. moving money uh, mm-hmm. into another.
0: But it's just you paying yourself, really. Yeah, exactly. That's my, one of my co, <clears throat> when I first started the job I have right now, one of my coworkers actually said that exactly. He said, pay yourself first, because mm-hmm. I guess he was in like credit card debt or mm-hmm. something. So yeah. definitely want to avoid that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. then that it's just
1: out of, you know, and another kind of concept is out of sight, out of mind. I mean, if you don't see it, again, I would, you really want to move it into a different account. So it's just not there. You Almost just kind of forget forget about it. maybe it's a savings account maybe it's some type of investment account but just the important thing is get at it get it out of your checking account mm-hmm. and I actually I even do that you know depending you know maybe some of it's I don't know for just like long-term savings for mm-hmm. for whatever but some of it also it's a good idea for those expenses that are once a year type of expenses um like those, what? those are kind of hard to budget it could be
0: De- what are what once depending
1: like could be a vacation um could be i mean depending how you have your bills set up sometimes you pay insurance that could be twice a year like big yeah. kind of big bills that are kind of come infrequently um so what what a good thing to do is to just take you know to break that yearly amount down into monthly buckets and then Mm-hmm. Just transfer that monthly amount each month, so that when the bill comes due, you already have it set aside in your savings. Because those those can kind of sneak up on people. Um, you know, they're paying their monthly expenses, and they think everything's going well. Until that bin, that big bill comes along, mm-hmm. and then they don't have anything uh, saved Let's up see. for that. And that's when the credit card bills balances start rolling over. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and do you think? um it's christmas. a good idea christmas is another one well depending oh, on true. how much yeah.
1: you spend and you know
0: it could be. yeah i always forget about saving money for christmas gifts mm. but that's a good one um so if you have like do you think it's a good idea to kind of like save for i mean i guess you can't really realistically do this but like one thing at a time or like like say you know you you're saving you're saying you should kind of save for like the big yearly things, mm-hmm. but then would it also be a realistic maybe you're saving for like a car or something mm-hmm. like that like does that just kind of get added on top of like the monthly or whatever payment that you take out to like pay yourself kind of
1: yeah, yeah, I think you can you can factor yeah those other big big type of expenses, you know I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's probably hard to save. For just one thing at a time, so you okay. probably, you know, need to just break it up into smaller buckets. But also, you know, they also say the other thing is too. I know a lot of people they say just start because a lot of people mm. will say, well, uh, I don't want to really start saving until I can really, you know, make big chunks and big. But you know, even just start and getting into the routine and making it a habit and mm. just setting it up, that's you know, again, that's half the battle. So I think. And, and also, you know, if some of the savings that you're talking about are for, like, retirement or really long-term type savings, um, you know, we don't have time to talk about it here, but <laughs> there's something called the time value of money that just the longer that you have that money just earning interest mm-hmm. and compounding and earning interest on interest on interest, it just starts to really snowball in a good way mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the longer... That you have so the sooner obviously the sooner you start the longer you have so
0: we're all shooting for good snowballing there you go yeah don't wait and all you have to do is just put it in the account it just sits there and you get money which I love that about interest but it's probably more complicated than that but yeah so the other thing I wanted to mention about saving money is kind of like so you know how people will like make small changes to you know, like, the snow extreme cheapskates mm-hmm. where they'll, like, scavenge for yeah. coins and they'll, like, yeah. Yeah. do all this yeah. stuff. So, like, what's kind of your opinion on, yeah. I don't want to say, like, taking extreme measures, but just doing kind of, like, making, yeah. like, small, saving small amounts yes. of money at a time. Like, do, yeah. when do you, like, draw the line? And, and again,
1: yeah, this is where, again, I'd say know your personality type here. Because I see both things where, yeah, there's, like, the extreme you know, uh, cheapskate people who will just spend all their time for, you know, minuscule amounts of savings. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people, you know, they won't even do a quick, you know, comparison shop of a couple items and they they end up spending way more than they need to. Mm -hmm. And they just put a little, you know, again, so everyone probably, you probably know where you fall on those different things. But I, again, I fall more towards the cheapskate (laughs) side. And I think a, a good rule of thumb that I try to keep in mind myself is to take my s- salary and convert it to uh, an hourly amount, which maybe okay. if you're getting paid hourly, you don't need to worry about the converting it. But think about how much you earn on an hourly basis. and But think about it after tax um, because um, really that's what you make and when you can... And then compare that. So if I'm making $20, $30 an hour um, and I could put... 10, you know, minutes of effort into something and that saves me $30. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's worth it, you know, or you know, or or maybe it's not. If it's yeah, if it's putting 2 hours worth and it's going to save you $5, mm, that's yeah. that's probably not a good I see. you know, if you look at kind of the value of your time, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I think of it. How much time do I need to put in to potentially save and then look that on a like if someone offered to pay me that amount per mm. hour would I accept that.
0: Right. Job? That makes sense.
1: Uh, and the other thing to keep in mind, you know, you might notice too, is, you know, a dollar a dollar saved, there's a saying like dollar saved is a dollar earned, but it's really a dollar saved is more like a dollar twenty five earned because you gotta think wow. about the taxes.
0: <laughs> so you'd have to
1: take you'd have to earn a dollar twenty five to actually bring home a dollar.
0: Mm. Whereas if
1: you just avoided spending a dollar so it's right. it's as if you were to have earned right $1.
0: no and the reason i i bring that up is earlier today we were having dinner and like my dad like he got dinner for everyone and my brother was like he, he did some combination with like getting the salads or whatever <laughs> i don't know what it was but my brother's like dad you probably saved like 80 cents doing this and you know and i was like hey that's 80 cents towards your college tuition or whatever so that just kind of made yeah. me think of that like it, it just seems so second. simple. Well, that was
1: a 30 second conversation. Right, but it was now, worth it. Now, if I had to, uh, you know, clip a coupon and hold it and and then, you know, send it away and submit it online and scan it and it, there right? are it's... these things that, yeah, you know what, how much time that's going to take me and yeah, that's made not... And it depends on your personal mm-hmm. income level. That's why I think having your own, an idea of what your an hour of your time is worth. Right. Is, is
0: helpful. So yeah, that makes sense. Just think, really comes down to just, the time it takes you, and then also how much you're making. So we've covered a lot. We talked about spending money, how much, how to avoid spending money on things you don't need. We talked about saving money, making money. That is all good. Um, but the last thing that I that comes to my mind when I think of being like a financial baddie and like really making the most of your money would be investing. Um, So, like, not just making money, but also, like, taking the money that you made and turning it around and, like, making even more with that. But personally, I feel like I really have a very surface-level understanding of, like, investing. And I don't know, like, I feel like there might be other people out there who also want to kind of get into this. They really want to start leveling up their finances. So, what, like, what options kind of exist out there, especially for, like, just... Starting and like, what mm-hmm. would you recommend?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of, when a lot of kind of people think of investing, they think of like picking specific stocks and you know finding the next Google and investing in that when it's just starting off. But um, which you
0: can do, which is
1: a, that's an option, right? You, so mm-hmm. you can buy individual stocks. I mean, that that's the you know one thing that makes it so complicated is that there's many things possible options to invest in but really the ones that are realistic options for the kind of average everyday person there really aren't as many as it may seem mm-hmm. so there's individual stocks um, where you just kind of buy a part of a specific company um, but then there are mutual funds as well and that's where groups of investors kind of invest in this fund and pool the money together and then the person who manages that fund takes the money and goes out and buys a um, a whole bunch of different companies and that kind of has a lot of more uh, the advantages that uh, it's called is diversification right you don't put all your eggs in one basket so Mm to speak because if you pick you know just one company and that company doesn't do well then you're kind of out of luck but um, if you spread that risk out over 100 you know 200 companies and that's a little tough to do when you're just one person buying, you know, 200 companies. Probably mm-hmm. is a lot of to manage. So, you know, that's where these fund, you know, mutual funds come in, um, where people, you know, pool their money together uh, or buy buy into the fund, and mm-hmm. then the fund goes out and buys the stocks. And there's two types of the mutual fund. One is um, actively managed, and and the other one is like an index fund. So the actively managed um, the people are actually, you know, trying to partic, trying to pick particular stocks that they think will do better than the uh,
0: market. And the problem, but the problem with that is you're like putting all your trust in this like dude or long whoever. Yeah. That's and in and charge also of this.
1: again, if, especially if this is a long term thing, that that person may be like really a superstar, may do really well for a couple of years, and then they may bomb. You know the next year, and they're you know, and then it averages out, or they may leave the, that mutual fund, you know, and then they get a new manager, right. and it's really hard. You know, they, the statistics are something like eighty five percent of those actively managed funds don't do as well as just the general stock market index as a whole. So that mm-hmm. that's where the advantage of the index funds are, um, and they, one thing they also don't they also charge really no fees because. The index funds just basically, um, you know, purchase a little bit of every company in a certain index mark, a certain kind of area of the market, or you can buy some that are the entire, a little piece of the entire stock market. And, it's kind of like
0: the, you know, when you go to a restaurant and there's, they always have like the sampler. Yes. Like that has like. It has the taco, and the, the little, chimichanga, and the quesadilla, and you get little a little bit of everything. Bit, Yeah, Or like you
1: that. can, spe- I mean, they do have index ones that specialize in certain, like, small companies or big companies. But, <clears throat> again, you can do a little bit of your own research on it. But, um, yeah, those charge lower fees, and, again, over the long run, they tend to do um, just as well, if not better, than those actively managed funds. So that's what I always recommend um, as kind of the starting point.
0: Index funds are the way to go,
1: especially for newcomers. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. So, would you say those are like the best options out there? Or like, are people buying like NFTs, wasting their time? Like, what what's what do you think about that? Well,
1: one rule of thumbs always: never invest in something you don't understand. I think that's more important. Okay, one the, so I will not be so investing in. I, I mean, I sure as heck don't understand a lot of that stuff. Um, but if, you know, same thing with stocks, you know, or any of that, if you have a personal passion and are really interested in learning that and and enjoy that, then yeah, maybe that's something, you know, that you want to look into and spend some time and really learn. Although you should also be friends with my dad because he likes finance too and
0: he needs friends. Okay, continue.
1: But besides uh, that, I would say, you know, again, for the average person who doesn't really want to spend all their time. You know, going through financial statements of companies and re- that type of research, um, then I think the index fund's a good way to get get in without having to devote your life.
0: Not worth to that, it, you say. You say Unless you enjoy we say it. pass on um, okay, unless you're like a financial nerd. Fair go. enough. There you go. All right, so that is pretty much all the questions I had for today and everything I wanted to cover. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you feel more like a financial baddie. And also, I just wanted to say thank you so much, Dad, for uh, this joining was us today. My
1: pleasure, a privilege and an honor, and wow. definitely uh, one of the highlights of my life. Life. Good. All right. Uh, that, that's not an exaggeration.
0: Period. Point blank. Period. Okay. And It's our first guest too, so really special day for all of us. Um, but yeah, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much stay tuned for another episode hopefully this monday i apologize again for the inconsistency uh but i promise it's gonna get better and also make sure you follow the instagram up from here underscore pod um i'm gonna be posting some updates from this episode and some announcements when i have a new episode and lots of other random fun things and yeah send me any feedback that you have you guys are doing amazing I love every single one of you and have an amazing week